Brett, we're back for another episode of Backyard Bets. Jacob Brown with Tyler Fabian. We're going to go over college football from last week, the NFL uh, as well, and then we're going to preview both. It's going to be the same formula every week, but this week we, we got to start off with the big thing, the Jayhawk watch. Tyler, take it away. Yes, big win last weekend for the Kansas Three and zero, baby. We've already hit our season long of edit. Three weeks in, beat Houston last weekend. Kansas, I told you, you made fun of me a couple weeks ago when we talked about it. Three and zero, baby. Already beat it. Yeah, Tyler's. Uh, I don't know if uh, Tyler would maybe remember telling me at the game uh, about the Kansas game, but uh, when, when I heard about it at the FAU game, I was it's like, holy cow! They actually did it. Three and zero, not just three wins over the whole season, but 3-0, that's crazy. Uh, so, I mean, we're going to keep the Jayhawk watch going. Don't think we're going to stop it just because they're 3-0. This is a whole season thing. we got to be in on it. Oh, yeah, 100%. We're going to keep going this. In fact, I'm, I'm, we're going to ride the pony. They play, they play Duke this weekend, which is the game I kind of thought to go 50-50. Just because we've already hit the line, I've already, I've already taken that they're, they're, they're covering the nine points, but I have it on the money line too. You know, I'm going to ride them high for the rest of the season. Tyler, I mean, do, do you want to let people know about how uh, generous you were with betting this weekend? I mean. <laughs> what do you mean? I hit, I had some good, good weekend. And I do remember that. I, I started freaking out and we had to celebrate that even more last weekend. But that was the only positive that came from going to that FAU game. Other than that, I'm glad we left a little bit early before <sighs> it started raining again. And it didn't just rain. From the weather it rained on the scoreboard too for fau and ucf so I, i'm glad we left that game i'm officially over willie taggart you, i mean put it on record i'm over him i mean let's listen, move on i mean listen i uh you know i announced their games i let i was done at half i was like they, they were only down two points it wasn't even you know the drizzle maybe factored in the decision i just thought it was inevitable uh they they were not they, I don't think they had a single drive when we were there. They scored 14 points, but they would get field position and then score. They, they don't move the ball. Um, so I'm just thinking it's it, UCF's just going to come out in the second half and they're going to dominate. And they, the FAU didn't score another single point. Uh, so we really did leave the, at the right time. And Willie Taggart and CJ and I are going to talk about this on Strictly Sports, which we're recording right after this, uh, about that. That's going to be a big topic of conversation. Uh, all right. So, what about the rest of your path? I mean, you alluded to it a few seconds ago, but your success with the parlay uh, last weekend. Yeah. So you're right. I was generous this last weekend, but not towards donating for uh, betting. Just generous because I had won a parlay this weekend that took California on that line against Notre Dame, Texas. They covered Iowa. Little, a little side on Iowa though. I didn't mean to take Iowa with the line. I meant to take the under just because going into last week, they had scored more safeties and touchdowns or field goals. That was actually an accident, but hey, it paid off. And that wasn't in the parlay, but that won it. Uh, Penn State, they didn't just cover. They killed Auburn and Oklahoma killed Nebraska too. Yeah, no, that was uh, that was brutal. So uh, good picks by you. Uh, let's go to week four, though, and take a look at this. So it, it's it's there's some good games this weekend. There's not major games, but there's good games. Uh, you got r some ranked teams, Georgia and Michigan. I think they're going to win their games. Uh, you got Clemson and Wake Forest, which is a ranked matchup this weekend. 
Um, you have Baylor at Iowa State, Florida at Tennessee, Oregon at Washington State, a big Pac-12 game. But which ones are we actually going to bet? Tyler, take it away. Well, I look at the Big 12 and Big for this week. Texas at Texas State. They're getting six points there. Texas is favored by six. I'm taking Texas. I'm high on Texas after the Alabama game. So I'm going to move forward with Texas. All right. Let's get – so now we're going to move on to week four of college football. We got some games to bet here, a batch of them. There's a lot of good games, but you got to decide which ones to bet. We have Texas at Texas Tech, Kansas State at Oklahoma, Florida at Tennessee. Tyler, let's do those three first. Texas at Texas Tech, their minus six is the line. What are you taking? Uh, I'm taking Texas. I think they're going to win by more than six at least. I'm very high on them after that Alabama win-loss uh, win type deal. But I felt like they won the game, but technically they lost it. High on them. I think it's kind of close just because it's in-state rivalry type game. I think Texas should actually be favored by more. So I'm, gonna, I'm taking Texas at six. I totally agree. Uh, this is a team I've said last week. I, I like them to win the Big 12. You know, Texas Tech, I get it's a road game. You just said it, it's a rivalry game, but I'm with you. I, I would take that line as well. You got Kansas State at Oklahoma, minus 13, the line. Uh, yeah, I think you're taking Oklahoma, I'm, I'm assuming. I am taking Oklahoma. Oklahoma covered with Nebraska last week, not just by covering. They killed them. I think they kind of proved that they can actually be a contender out in the Big 12 and with the playoffs in picture. Uh, now, that's kind of long-term season. So I, I I think Kansas State, honestly, I think Nebraska is a little bit better than Kansas State. So I'm going to take Oklahoma on this line to cover the 13. I think that's safe as well. We got now Florida at Tennessee, minus 10 and a half the line. And you got the money line involved here as well. I don't know if this is a really tough game for me, giving Tennessee 10 and a half, even at home, even to a team that just struggled against USF. I just feel like there's still something to this Florida team to where maybe they just fell asleep at the wheel against USF. You absolutely should blame them for that. And then they lost week two as well. Uh, you know, they had their week one win. And now that this is two, three weeks later, I get it. But I still think they're going to keep it closer to a 10 and a half game. Uh, and Tennessee, they're not that great of a football team. So I get that they're ranked. Uh, I still don't like them by 10 and a half in this game. Okay, so I am taking uh, Tennessee at that 10 and a half wow. and the money line. Okay, but Florida, I think they're going to have a roller coaster season. And in order for them to be under that 7 and 5, they will need a little bit of a roller coaster season. But they, I saw an interesting fact the other day Florida's quarterback has more tackles than he has thrown for touchdowns this season. And he's a quarterback. I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm taking Tennessee. I'm just going to ride the pony. I, I'm going to ride the pony that Florida's going to go under. This is more of, you know, just riding out my bet type deal, but I, I'm going to take Tennessee. They are at home. All right. So we got the next batch of games here. Charlotte at USC. Uh, well, South Carolina, that USC. Notre Dame at UNC. And then we've got Clemson at Wake Forest. So let's start with Charlotte at USC. Minus 22 and a half is the line. That's generous for South Carolina, is it not? 
exactly. That's my thoughts too. We killed Charlotte a couple weeks ago, and yeah. I don't even think we're that good of a football team at being FAU. So I, I'm South Carolina. They came off that tough loss against Georgia, but South Carolina was in the games a couple weeks ago. They 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 can score. I'm I'm not high on South Carolina long term at all. I'm just definitely not high on Charlotte and their ability to even cover and score. Yeah, it's just that that crowd, it's a big stadium. Uh, that's a big factor in it. Uh, it's hard going from where Charlotte usually plays up to South Carolina. Obviously, that factors in, but we'll see how it plays out. Notre Dame at North Carolina. They got Notre Dame at minus one. What the heck is their season? Uh, it, it's We started week one, usually just based on our history, Tyler and I usually just kind of clown Notre Dame. Uh, and we actually liked them week one. Then we saw that they play well against Ohio State. We thought maybe it would set a trend. Apparently not. Now they're only favored by one against North Carolina. I would still take Notre Dame, though. I, I think uh, UNC, I just don't see them beating Notre Dame. That's just me. Yeah, I know. I'm. You and I are not big fans of Notre Dame. Never have been. But you look at this game, UNC does not have a good defense. They can score but they have no defense in sight. They give up 40 points to App State a few weeks ago in the fourth quarter alone. Notre Dame's quarterback has been poor performance the last few weeks. Logic tells you to take Notre Dame at this line, which I am. However, you know, UNC is that team. I love the ride. They rode them the entire March Madness. I love riding UNC. It's going to be hard for me, but I, I, Notre Dame's the logical move for me to take here. I just, I just wouldn't be surprised if, UNC won this game. I just don't think their defense is good enough to get some stops in those key moments. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. So Clemson at Wake Forest, minus seven, favoring Clemson. I would take Clemson on this line. Wake Forest is better than they've been in a long time. They're ranked right now. It's a home game for them. I still think Clemson goes in there and, and does some business. So, I want to agree with you on this. I'm definitely liking that they won. However, this is a game I'm kind of leaning more towards on the money line. I definitely think Clemson's going to go in and take care of business because they have their season expectations, you know, be at the high level that they are. And I'm not, I'm not high on Wake Forest. You and I both know that. I'm just not high on them. So I, I'm, I'm going to agree with you on that seven, too. But money line is kind of where I'm putting them into a parlay league with that Tennessee money line from earlier. I see. Yeah, no, I, it's one of those games where – you, Wake Forest is a little bit hyped, but Clemson's going to come in, and, and it might be a game that all day you look forward to, and then by the halftime it's over. Uh, I feel like it's one of those type of games uh, is going to happen. Then we got we got Iowa at Rutgers on on this list minus seven and a half, favoring Iowa. <laughs> Are you going to take Rutgers to cover? Don't tell me. No, I'm not. <sighs> To be honest with you, I kind of was like talking about that line with you earlier a little bit. I'm more so looking at that over and under. I think it's at 35 and a half from when I looked earlier. I'm taking the un I took the under on that just yeah, because, yeah. well, Iowa can't Iowa, they don't really have an impressive offense. They they play a little bit better of an opponent this weekend compared to Nevada from last weekend. I think their defense will definitely hold Rutgers through most of that game. And I can see Iowa covering that for sure. I just how are they going to score the points? Same with Rutgers. So I'm going to take the under on it. It's it's worked out for Iowa all season long. I'm going to ride that pony. Yeah, I like the under more than the line. Uh, Wisconsin at Ohio State. Wisconsin's so disappointing. Every year they come in, they come in ranked, and then they lose. 
Uh, now they're going to go to Ohio State and get blown out. But how much is the question? The over-unders at 57 as well. Line at 17 and a half. That, that's a really tough line because I get Wisconsin's underperformed, but it's also a Big Ten football team. I don't know. I, I don't even know what to say yet. I want to hear what you say first. Yeah, so we go back to week one. A little bit. Week one, I took Ohio State over Notre Dame about that 18-point line. Ohio State finally put 70 points on the board last week. So they finally are starting to click in their offense. Wisconsin is a big question mark to me. Where are they at? What is this program? They had an upsetting loss a few weeks ago. They kind of can score points, though. I wanted to, I'm taking the over, but I want to also take that line at 17 and a half and just ride that Ohio State is going to show up and maybe get a backdoor cover late in, late in the game. I'm just, there's too many questions for Wisconsin. I'm, I'm going to take Ohio State. I'm always high on their offense, as you know. Yeah, no, it's 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 not a bad uh, it's not a bad pick. So uh, that does it for college football in week four. Overall, not much change in terms of upsets, uh, but that App State ending was nuts. That was a nuts game uh, with the decision making by Troy. Just just a crazy ending. So let's move on to the NFL in review of week two. So uh, how did your parlay? Uh, we talked about that four player touchdown parlay. How did that end up going? Uh, it was a little bit rough for me. I ended up taking Saquon. He didn't score. Jonathan Taylor obviously didn't score. They were shut out <laughs> against Jacksonville. I knew that I knew it would be a tough game for them. You know, I got a Colts fan that I'm friends with. He's like, dude, we're going to lose this game. I'm like, I don't know about that, but I could see it. They got shut out, though. That kind of surprised me. I mean, Chubb got me my touchdown. Cooper Cup, I mean, good there. I just – Saquon didn't deliver, but it was a great win for the Giants. So happy there. I just, I'm very disappointed. And then Taylor and the Colts, that, that's all. All right. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a little bit disappointing there. I forget though. Did you bet the Bucks game? Did bet the Bucks game. Uh, took them to cover that line. That was a great, great way to win that game. You know, Jameis, the Saints finally found out why we got rid of him. Throwing three interceptions in the fourth oh. quarter. They finally felt our pain as to why we got rid of Jameis and we went and got Brady. So it was great to see that and finally get Brady the win, get his win in the regular season against the Saints. It was a big win. Yeah, uh, it was. What about uh, that Rams-Atlanta pick? You covered, and it was because L.A. fell asleep in the second half. Atlanta had to come all the way back to cover. You must have been pretty happy when that happened. Oh, that was a great cover. Extremely happy on that cover. Honestly, they didn't just almost – cover they didn't get the backdoor cover they almost won that game which is scary that's how asleep at the wheel the rams got last week like that's just pathetic performance yeah you know it was i mean you know super bowl champs all you want they, they were a danger of being 0-2 and they showed a stat yesterday that since even the expanded playoffs with that extra team no teams have made the playoffs starting 0-2 uh, and that's starting in 2020 that that's 2020 2021 that's a two-year track record, uh, although I don't know if that sticks. You know, the Bengals are 0-2. Are they going to miss it 0-2? I don't think so, I, but it's at risk for sure. But it was interesting to see that 0-2 can end your season. And the Rams, they were in danger of that, so not, not, a, uh, not a good sight to see. And then we had the New England-Pittsburgh game. What about that pick? 
so I know we talked last week. We were kind of both in agreement, which also kind of scares me about my college picks that, you know, we're both in agreement in all of them. But we thought the Steelers were actually going to win that game. New England was favored. I thought I got the line at three or three and a half. So they lost by three. So it was able to be a cover and for me to still move on with my parlay, which is good. But I, I was, I really thought the Steelers were going to win that game. Yeah. But yeah. You know, I don't know. And it, it's a judgment on Cincinnati, in my opinion. You lose to a team in Pittsburgh that I think they probably should beat New England. Um, and then Cincinnati loses to Dallas without Dak this week. It's kind of a condemnation on Cincinnati, honestly. But um, let, let's also talk about so just some good games in general last week. We had Arizona and Miami. What a game. We're going to talk about it on Strictly Sports as well. But Tua Tagovailoa, he's on a lot of waiver wires. I'm sure a lot of people, he's probably not owned anywhere right now, or a lot of people are waiting for their claims to go through for Tua after a 40-point week, six touchdowns, 469 yards, and in that comeback game. And it's not like if you're a Ravens fan, you're disappointed with your fantasy points or anything like that. Lamar and Bateman still got you your points. Uh, but what a game. It was a great game. Watch that comeback. I know we were kind of in the car driving back from uh, the, our weekend down in Boca, but and they were down 28 to 7. We were like, oh, wow, that was a quick, quick game. We were done on Tua. Yeah. We were like, oh, man, that was fast. I guess we got our answer on how Tua is going to play out this year, but. They got back into it. I'm glad they did. They didn't just get back into it. They won it. That means we have another contender out there in Miami this year. It does. And and they started 2-0. and It's important to start 2-0. and Just as important to start 2-0 and as it is to start 0-2 in terms of making the playoffs. Uh, and, again, I'll emphasize it the whole season, especially in the AFC. Then also the Green Bay Packers, they look competent last night. And, and to me, the only thing I have to say about this game – is that when I'm not thinking about the fact that Devontae Adams is not there and I'm going into that game thinking this is Aaron Rodgers against the Bears, the fact that nothing changed in that performance, it wasn't a shaky win, they went in there and they just beat the Bears and, and it's status quo for Aaron Rodgers with the Packers. Yeah, see, I kind of figured they'd win that game. It's just Aaron Rodgers dominates the Bears on a regular basis. That's just the storyline. But the thing that I saw was, to your point, they're a confident team. I looked like they were able to put a game scheme together and just go out and execute on that scheme and find a way to win. Sammy Watkins had a good game. Ellen Lazard was kind of not there, but how healthy is he really? Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, very productive. That, that looks like a Green Bay team. If you look at their schedule, they can easily go win four or five games in the next few weeks before they pick up a tough one. They look like they're going to be a confident team that can definitely compete and play, which is kind of a fear for some. Yeah, no, it is a fear for some. And uh, I'm sure, though, Minnesota's really happy about their one win against them to open up the season. That's going to count later in the NFC North. So just for fun here, I'm just going to – we're recording this before Monday Night Football, even though this is going to air on Tuesday. But just so you guys can listen and see if we're wrong or not, let's just bet these games. It's just theoretical bets uh, here on the pod. So we got Titans – their own one at the Bills, 1-0. and uh, In Buffalo, line favoring Buffalo, minus 10 tonight. Uh, the game's at 7-15 on ESPN. So this is tough, but uh, I, 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 would take, I would take Buffalo at this line. Uh, I don't like Tennessee going on the road at night to Buffalo. I think, I think it could be an absolute annihilation by Buffalo tonight. 
I'm not high on Tennessee at all. This is actually a game I'm staying away from in the aspect of a line. It is a bad line to bet, yes. It is giving NF, any NFL team 10 points on a line is absolutely absurd. They're, they are competent players. They are professionals at the end of the day. So I, I definitely, to your point, can agree that Buffalo is probably going to go in and blow them out in this game. But the money line is really what I'm looking for that, that I'm going to throw into a parlay-type deal. By the way, uh, if, if the Titans lose, first place Jacksonville Jags, Vikings and Eagles are the 8:30 game on ABC. Um, Viking, uh, both teams are one and zero. It's in Philly. Philly favored by three. Uh, I'm going to take Minnesota. I, I, I think they're going to cover this, and I actually think they're going to win on the road. They played so well the first week of the season. Justin Jefferson went off. Um, I get that they're going on the road now, but Philly also struggled against Detroit um, in terms of defensively against Detroit. Uh, and so did Washington, and they have a good defense as well. So Detroit might be better than we thought. They do have nice weapons, and, and I'm not taking anything away from them, but just as a team, they're not that great. Uh, I, I just, based on week one performance, I think the Vikings might cover here. Uh, in similar agreement, which absolutely scares me, I don't think they'll just cover. I actually think Minnesota's going to win this game. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. So uh, let's move on to week three of the NFL season and, and and the first game of the week, we both happened, our eyes kind of bulged at the line for this game. We got Steelers at Browns Thursday night football on Amazon prime uh, minus five is it's uh, Cleveland is favored minus five. I don't like that at all. They just lost to the jets at home. Pittsburgh's going to cover. I don't know if they'll win, but Pittsburgh will cover. Yeah, this is actually a game. I think is so ugly that I, I'm staying away from it in any of my aspects, but I, I agree with you. I, Steelers I, Steelers and the Browns, I have too many question marks for them at this point in the season. So this is a good game to kind of answer some of my questions for me, but I, I'm not personally bet in this one. Yeah, no, and listen, it's fine to stay away too. Uh, so we got some games here on the Sunday slate. What do you have, Tyler, for your picks on Sunday and Monday? Okay, so we got the Raiders in te Tennessee, that one o'clock slot. The Raiders are favored by one. Again, I'm not high on Tennessee. The Raiders, I can't believe they actually blew that game last weekend against Arizona, but good Arizona doesn't look completely incompetent, and they're, they're still somewhat in the season. They're not that 0-2 mark. But I think the Vegas is so much better than Tennessee. I'm taking Vegas on this. Wow, what a game that'll be. Both teams likely to be 0-2 going in, so you lose, you're basically done for the season, especially the Raiders in their division. I think that, to me, the Titans have a way more leeway in their division when you're talking about the Jags, the Colts, with how terribly they've played, and the Texans is a non-factor. Even though 0-3 would look terrible to them too, it's still somewhat manageable. I mean, we've seen divisions before with 500 teams or one game under, so I think the Raiders will feel more pressure to win this game. Uh, they, I, I agree with you. I think they'll win that game. What's your next pick? My next one is another one o'clock slot. We got the Baltimore at the Patriots. Baltimore's favorite at that three point line. I definitely snagged that three point line. I think Baltimore's going to go in and beat them. I, 
I am not impressed with the Patriots at all and their offensive abilities. I get they went in and had a great win against the Steelers on the road last week. They just honestly just don't impress me. And Baltimore can score points. I would take that all day. Uh, I mean, all day. Baltimore just scored a bunch of points against a really good Miami defense that has a lot of names. And I get it. Bill Belichick's a great coach. Um, I'm, I, but New England has not impressed me either. They, they just beat Mitch Trubisky. The, you know, uh, so I, I like Baltimore to go in there. I think they're going to win by a lot more than three as well. Um, you got any more one o'clock slates? I do. It's another one in a similar situation. Saints at Panthers at a three-point line. The Panthers have been absolutely horrible this year. Um, not a fan of any of the production they've had at all, personally. Uh, so I'm taking the Saints on them. I actually kind of like them as a team this year. I know they had their struggles last week against the Bucs, but I think the Bucs actually have a really good defense this year. So I, I'm taking the Saints. I think they can put something together and go beat the Panthers. Man, and Matt Rule, his seat's going to be hot if they go in three, but I'm with you, especially if Kamara's healthy. If Kamara's not healthy, it's a little bit different because you can have McCaffrey kind of control the clock and it could be a low-scoring game. But I think the Saints will go in there, especially if they have Kamara and win that game uh, and, and uh, cover that line. Looking at some other 1 o'clock games here, I think some games that are tough to talk about. You know, you got Chiefs at Colts. Chiefs minus six and a half. That's a tough one, but uh, this is one of them that I know you're probably not going to touch, but one that I would maybe touch here. Uh, the Colts have looked miserable. Uh, I'm so disappointed in them, and I'm going to kind of go into more extensively about that on Strictly Sports, but they've looked terrible. Um, zero points against the Jags after losing to them last year in week 17. Um, just brutal. Uh, I, there's there's really not much else to say. I think the Chiefs have looked way better than anyone thought they would have coming up to this point of the season. And when you look at the Chiefs schedule as well, they have a brutally tough schedule. This almost looks easy now in comparison. I hate to use that word. So I think they might go in there and have a good time in Indy. But, you know, Indy's defense is also good. That's something to factor as well. Another game I see you didn't touch is Bill's Dolphins minus four Buffalo. That is really tough because Miami is home. I think Buffalo is still a better team, but coming off that week for Tua, I, I, I'm not even going to touch that or give my opinion on that game, but what a game that will be uh, coming up this Sunday at one. Then you got Bengals at Jets. This one I'm going to take. I think the Bengals will cover that minus four and a half. Do you have that one? I personally do not have that one. Um, I just, Bengals kind of screwed me last week. I don't know what they are now. I'm really still high on them. The Jets got a great win. I I definitely agree with you that they can cover. That's just to your point, like the Colts won. I'm, I am staying away, away from, I just, personal reasons. And then I just want to, my answers question on what they actually are as a team. All righty. What about the 425 slate? Rams at Cardinals, Falcons at Seahawks, Packers at Bucks. Okay. The Rams and Cardinals. It's going to be the same take as last week for that Cardinals game. I'm going to take the Rams to cover this. I know that the Rams gave up a backdoor cover. Great win by Arizona to pull that out, but I'm still not high on Arizona this year just after some of the performance I've seen from them. They're still losing some weapons due to injury. I just – I actually really like the offense that the Rams put together last week until they fell asleep, so I'm going to take the Rams. Yeah, um, I wouldn't touch this game because of the Rams' second half. I get that it's a fluke. I completely understand that. 
but I don't think that Kyler Murray's surge in the second half was a fluke. He went on takeover mode, and when he does that, games change, and that's something to factor in here. I wouldn't even touch it. Um, I think this is going to be a close game. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not going to comment on the line there. Falcons at Seahawks. Did you have this one too? Uh, Falcons at Seahawks. See, I can't believe Seattle's favored by two, to be honest with you. I think the Falcons are actually going to pick up their first win here. Uh, Seattle, I thought they had a great win first week. But I also think that was just because, you know, it's a motivation. Russ is back in town, open week. You understand Russ and his abilities at the play. But I do have some questions about the Broncos, but that's a side note. So Atlanta can score. I'm high that they're actually going to get their first win this week. All right. That, that's a safe one. I'm not going to touch that one either, though. Uh, Packers at Bucks. Woo, minus two and a half bucks. I I, I would take that. I, I don't think Green Bay is equipped to beat teams like Tampa anymore. I, I still like their win against Chicago. That doesn't take away from anything I said earlier. Um, I do think that what I said earlier means that they can still, you know, if I'm not thinking about Devontae Adams not being there and Aaron Rodgers can still produce, that's a good thing and that's a good trend. But does that remain true against a Bucks defense that's been incredible? I think the Bucks win the game and cover. I don't know if you heard the news earlier, but Mike Evans suspended, suspended yeah. for a game. So I'm a little bit worried about our wide receiver core. If Julio's not playing, that makes Russell Gage our number one wide receiver. I personally well, love Russell Gage. Wouldn't so Godwin you know play? I don't believe Godwin is playing this weekend. I thought they were said he was going to be out for a few weeks. Uh, but either ways, that's to my point. Our wide receiver core has a bunch of questions. Personally, I am staying away from this game. But I totally agree with your objective. This is a good game for to see how competent Green Bay really is and get some answers questions, you know, for the question. Absolutely. It's going to be a big determining game. 820 Sunday night football, 49ers at Broncos, minus one San Francisco. I love that line. I'll take San Francisco all day. Yeah. I mean, Jimmy G, he's back at the quarterback position. Feel bad for Trey Lance. I was really hoping to kind of see Terrible. that play out a little bit. Prayers out to Trey. Um, but I'm going to take the 49ers. The Broncos, I have way too many questions on them. Like, very disappointed at what we've seen so far. Super high on the Broncos and what they were supposed to be this year. So I'm going to take the 49ers. Uh, yeah, I, I think this is a game where Denver might be exposed, exposed. If, if Russell can't find a way to get in the end zone against Houston, it's going to be tough against San Francisco. Let's just say that. And then let's, let's end this with uh, with a good one. I mean, I know I'm biased. I get it. The Giants are favored by minus two and a half at home against the Dallas Cowboys and Cooper Rush. Give it to me all day. I think last week in the Cincinnati game, Cooper Rush had a good game because he understands the system, plays with those players on a regular basis in practice. It was just, you know, coming in and just letting him be shit. What's scary is I'm about to agree with you on this. I'm taking the Giants on two and a half, which means we've pretty much have agreed on every single game this podcast. Wow. wow. Which means we're going to come back next week with a bunch of losses. That's just how it goes. Yeah. We always make fun of college game day when the entire board says, you know, one team and we're like, oh, there comes a loss. Next thing you know, later today, there's a loss. I, I'm hoping that's not the case for us this week. Yeah, no, I, I really, I, but like all of our picks have logic and it almost, whenever you explain them out, 
it, it almost feels like it can't not go your way. And then it's, it's football. It, it doesn't go your way every time. So uh, we'll, we'll see how these games play out this week. Strictly sports is going to be uploaded today as well. Uh, so you can actually listen to that back to back where CJ and I are going to go more in depth about the college weekend and, and kind of the long-term view of the season, the NFL as well, kind of going into the teams, not necessarily picking the games, but going in just like the strictly sports pods have always been strictly baseball. will also have a new one this week. And now NHL, we're getting close. Strictly hockey is going to come up pretty soon as well. I'll get the boys together for that shortly. You can check us out on Podbean, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Follow us on Twitter at Strictly Sports P on Facebook and Instagram at Strictly Sports Productions. For Tyler Fabian, I'm Jacob Brown. We'll see you next week.